Hi, Julie. Hi, Christine. How are you? Girl, I am so good. I think you know why. Girl, I'm so good as well. And I think you know why. I think we should let our melomaniacs know why we are so good because it's, we are not alone this time. We are not alone. Guest we appearance. Have, we're kind of a big deal because we have someone really special to join us today. She is, I, I have no words, Christine. I don't have words. I, we've been introduced, we've been introduced to her by um, her PR firm. And we just are like, Literally, I'm speechless. I can't even like come up with the words about how amazing she is. She's from New Jersey. She has been hailed as quote unquote, I'm going to quote this fantastically talented by Jay-Z. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, come on. Singer songwriter. She has one of her songs is actually, it makes a really great appearance in the Netflix show, Boo Bitch. Mm. And it is the greatest clip of all time. It's such a great clip. Like when the song plays. And she has a new album coming out August 26th. And she has a new single coming out. Melomaniacs, her new single is called Color Outside the Lines, which we'll probably talk about. And you know me, I color. So without further ado, let's say hi to Gigi Rowe. Hi, Gigi. Welcome. Hi. Happy to be here. <laughs> we, we are so, so excited to have you. We are Thank so you. happy. Thank you. Yay. You're so we, actually, you're talking to us from, you're hanging out. Where are you hanging out right now? You, are you at home? Are you in like LA? Where are you at right now? I am in the fabulous state of Arkansas. Ooh, Midwest. Didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming. <laughs> I had an epic drive here. I drove from Florida in my Mustang. Mm, Mustang and of course, you know, I drove through the night because once <gasps> I hit the road, I just like had to keep going and get here. I was in, you go Florida to Alabama, to Mississippi, to Tennessee, to Arkansas. Yeah. Wow. If you go north a bit, you can make a segue to Missouri where we are, but I I don't really recommend it. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're fabulous. So obviously like Missouri's got something awesome going for it. Well, thank you. Thank you. We're not so bad. We're a square state, but we're cool. Now I have two reasons to go to Missouri. There you go. Exactly. Yes. There's, we have lots of really great things. That's like a whole, I mean, I think there should be a whole other podcast on like, what's the cool things about Missouri. I don't know how many episodes we'd be able to have. No, it would be, it would be two (laughs) episodes. It would be like a short, a short lived series. It would be short, sure. Just a smidge. So we do a thing on this show where we let all of our listeners know how, what's the word, Julie? Dense we are. Not smart. Late to the trend. Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, we call it today years old. We say, do you have a today years old? So this is our little (laughs) segment. And sometimes I have a today years old. I keep notes on today years old in my phone. And today I don't have one because I think Julie has more than one. one? No, I was, I I was yielding. Yeah. I was yielding to you because you have a couple. So what do you got? Okay. So I clearly have been saying this statement incorrectly. You know, when someone says, oh man, that sucks. They got the raw end of the deal. Yes. I have been saying raw end of the stick, short end of the stick, raw end of the deal, right? Like, which one is it? Christine? I feel like they all work. Do they all, they all work, right? But Christine said that I was saying it wrong. 
She's so being kind. so nice. <laughs> no, let me tell you, it is short. <laughs> it is not, it is not all interchangeable. It is short end of the stick, raw end of the deal. So, so I've been saying you, raw end of the stick. Yeah. Okay, so I've been wrong on this as well. Ooh. Oh, really? Because I was thinking all of those would work. So Okay, so maybe they And do. then I'm just someone that will make up my own expressions in the moment, you know? Okay. We okay. like that. We do like we that. Do. Um, there's just times when Julie has really like substituted a word that makes it just real crazy. I really like I totally screw things up to the point where Christine kind of feels bad. So she lets me continue to do it. And then she'll publicly embarrass me on a podcast and correct me. <laughs> Yeah, that's what sisters are for. Exactly. Exactly. So I kind of was hoping this would be the one, but I think I publicly embarrassed. I was going to publicly embarrass myself before you could, but my friend Gigi has got my back. So gosh, nobody got the raw end of the stick here. I got you girl. (laughs) That's holy. I guess. So what, I guess it could be, yeah, it could be interchangeable, but it's raw end of the deal and then short end of the stick. Yeah, because you know, they're supposed to be. Yeah, there's like, I don't, you, people used to like draw a stick, like draw something to see who got the shortest stick they had to go last. Like, I'm talking like Little House on the Prairie shit, right? Like, <laughs> I love Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. Like, they'd be on the playground. Everyone is like hating on it. Why? No, they would draw a stick. Actually, it's really funny because I was like watch, re watching a lot of those episodes after many, many years of not seeing them. And I was like, this show is the most melodramatic show on the planet. Like, yes. I'm like, no wonder I am who I am. If this is like what I, I grew up on, like the Little House in the Prairie reruns and yes. saw every single episode. And then when you look back on it, you're like, that's like what informed my childhood. <laughs> I love um, it. I love the show so much. And Michael Landon, everything. That is so There's funny. all that brooding so music, true. like the music in it. You're like, oh mm-hmm. no, Pa is not going to get over that broken leg. He is not. <laughs> <laughs> the music. You're like, ooh, the and dog I mean, Nelly is not- and Mrs. Olsen. Mm, me. And yes. I remember being like a scared of Mrs. Olsen. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Scary. Oh, so scary. Oof. So, so scary. But can I'm I'm kind of hip to the, the clothes. Everyone's hating on the clothes, like the oh, prairie. Spring. Yeah, but I'm all about the prairie dresses, y'all. I feel like there's a prairie chic, you know. Yeah, it just yeah. needs to be in a lot of color. That's yeah. a whole other story. Yeah, and the bonnets, right? Could, oh, like, the bonnets. I'm like, mm. I'm a hot person. I mean, I could like. You could rock a bonnet for I could sure. Rock a bonnet. I'm like that person that like I can rock anything. Like if I make up my mind to, like if I'm feeling it. I will like rock it. You'll do it. You're going to wear it. Com- yes. Like this Amen. could even be like a yellow wig and crazy intense makeup or I love the extremes. It's really fun to play with all of it. I love I that. Love it. That's amazing. Well, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a swimsuit cover up as a shirt today. You look <laughs> fabulous. I'm real. Thank you. I, you know, I haven't gone to a, a pool since I've been back and I have issues about pools, Gigi, because I have a friend with the pool and she's never invited me to it and I can't get past it. So I talk about it all the time. It's very bitter. So I want so badly to go to a pool and I have this cute cover up. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I am wearing it out of the a not being in a pool. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I fully support that. Wait until you see this. Wait for it. Oh my God. That hat is insane. Oh my gosh. You have a head for hats, Gigi. She can Thank wear any you. hat. 
Oh my you god, you have that is a, a hat head and a hat face, girl. Oh yes, queen. Oh, I need to go get some of my hats. Now I feel left out. And then we love this. Ooh, Oof. take a screenshot, Miss Christine Keeper. I am. I'm gonna get out your phone. Yeah, I. Uh, I feel a little bit like we're hanging out with Audrey Hepburn all of a sudden. <laughs> I just wish everybody could see what we're seeing right now. Well, we'll give you guys a glimpse into Gigi's world. We'll have some links and we'll share and you'll get to know who she is. This is a podcast where we talk about songs and we're talking about the lyrics of those songs. We talk about what those lyrics mean, what they mean to us, what they mean to other people, what they really mean. I'm skipping your next today years old because I have to go to the queen because it is Gigi's turn to have a song. You have a song, do you not? I do. All right. To the song. Okay, Gigi, what is the title of your song? Okay, so this is a song and it's called When the Time Comes. All right. I would love it. We would love it if you would speak the words to us. I mean, if you want to sing a bit, you can. If you want to go into a little sing, that's good. But we want to get a clear picture of lyrics. So however you want to do it. Okay, great. So I will, I'm like, ooh, now there's even more options. I should give you a taste later. Maybe it's a surprise of like a brand new song. If you ooh, want to ooh, sure, a little sure. chill. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, when the time comes, these are the lyrics. A quiet shelter from the storm, a sliver of hope, something more. Turn the lights back on for us. Show you I'm here with just my touch. When the time comes, I'm going to know what to do. When the day breaks, I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to stay here. Want to tell you a story only I can tell. When the tides change, I'm going to know what to do. When the day breaks, I'm going to show it to you. If it all comes crashing down, at least we set the fire ourselves. Need you, babe, to feel at home in the middle of nowhere for too long. Get close to me, the air I breathe. Give you no promises I can't keep. When the time comes, I'm going to know what to do. When the day breaks, I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to stay here. Want to tell you a story only I can tell. When the tides change, I'm going to know what to do. When the day breaks, I'm going to show it to you. If it all comes crashing down, at least we set the fire ourselves. Quiet shelter from the storm A sliver of hope, something more Turn the lights back on for us Show you I'm here with just my touch When the time comes, I'm gonna know what to do When the day breaks, I'm gonna be I'm gonna stay here Wanna tell you a story only I can tell When the tides change I'm gonna know what to do When the day breaks I'm gonna show it to you If it all comes crashing down At least we set the fire ourselves
sit with that a minute that is beautiful christine needs a moment i mean there's something to be said about hearing those lyrics from the the writer i mean it it makes it kind of puts it on a whole other level i have goosebumps yeah it's different it hits Mm, it totally hits different oh my gosh and your your voice like it was it's so beautiful to hear somebody speak their poetry and in my mind, I feel like I just learned so much about you. Totally. Oh, thank you. On a diff- on a whole other vulnerability level. Like yeah. I think that that's what's so amazing about songwriting. But one of the things is that the vulnerability that the writer can can bring to the table. And that song, I I felt that to the core, one hundred percent. So what? Tell us about it. Where? What's your inspiration? Where'd you tell us about the song? Well, this song will kind of set the stage. It was recorded on a beautiful hundred acre farm in New Jersey with one of my favorite producers. His name is PJ Bianco. And it was an afternoon session. And we were just kind of sitting around with the acoustic guitars. I think we'd come up with the idea or some of the, we had a scratch of some of the melodies from the night before And then we were just sort of sitting with it and playing with it and landed in this place where this record to me feels effortless and the song feels very organic and it flows and it almost feels like the rhythm of like a horse kind of like a a horse galloping. Mm -hmm. And there's something that um, is really, yeah, it was really special about the moment and the vocals that we captured the mm. I'm trying to see how I can describe this studio because it's it feels there's such a warmth to it there's a texture to it there's an incredible tapestry mm. overhead and the ceiling with that looks like it came from a, a circus or something there's mm. electric guitars wow. all around there's something very comfortable and cozy but majestic because out the windows you're just seeing land as far as the eye can see or or casually stroll by the windows Mm. it's a 1800s like farmhouse that we were in so you can feel these kind of the energy of what we were 
channeling that day, trying to set a little bit of, of the stage for that. But then the song, I think the song kind of tells you what it wants to be when you write it. Mm-hmm. And those are the best ones. I think it's very rare when I go in being like, I'm going to write a song about this today, or like, I'm really going through this and I like need to get it out. It's more like you're in the moment and you just are responding to sparks of inspiration or a melody that you find. And then the story kind of comes out from there. And what I like about this is it feels like there is a story to the song, but at the same time, it's very broad and can be interpreted a lot of different ways. For me, Mm -hmm. the idea of when the time comes, sort of like being ready to meet the moment or like when the time comes, like I'll show up, I'll show up for myself, can show up for, for someone else. And that you're enough in that moment Mm -hmm. and you can just bring who you are, where you've been, the, the failures, the triumphs, everything in between and just really kind of meet the moment. And then it's sort of like, when I say, uh, if it all comes crashing down, at least we set the fire ourselves. It's sort of like, and you know what, if it's not enough or if it like crashes and burns, like we did it epically. We, we did it on our own terms. We, we were ourselves doing it, which I think is, is kind of what you want out of your life, you know? Oh my God. I have, I love that. I love that because when you talk about showing up, you know, that's an expression that still feels fairly new to me. Like I remember, you know, Brene Brown, when she put out her first book and she did her Ted talk, she talked about showing up. And for me, that was the first time I'd heard that expression, but I love thinking of things in those terms that really, you know, to be a human, you're called to show up in every situation. And, and what that usually looks like is with vulnerability. I have a cat scratching at my feet. Um, <laughs> I have to say this though, Gigi, because on our podcast, we evaluate lyrics and, and probably read too much into them or whatever it is that we do. Ooh. But I had a feeling in listening to these words that it was about somebody approaching death. Ooh. In a beautiful way. <laughs> no, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm so, no. I can see. I had this picture, Gigi, of a young woman like you pushing like a grandpa in a wheelchair up to a window. Wow. Being like, when the time comes, like for you to pass, I'm going to know what to do. And oh, okay. we're showing up for each other at the end. I wasn't thinking of anything tragic, but something about when the time comes made me think about when really difficult things come, we're going to know what to do. And there, there was something in there that made me think about crossing over to a different life. So mm. as a listener, I, I am like celebrating that those thoughts came to my mind because it's beautiful. So mm-hmm. he, I hope you feel really great that people out there will put all kinds of stories to that song in a way that touches yep. them because that's what I just did. And it felt, it felt really fantastic. Hats off to you. That's amazing that she just encompasses like the whole point of why we do this. 
podcast and why musicians do what they do is a lot of, a lot of times we'll do research on a lyric and the musician, a lot of, you know, times the musician says, I don't really like to say exactly what it's about because I want you to come up with your own, you know, story of yourself and like what you believe it's about. And I think that, of course, we still want to know, of course, we still want to know what the artist said, but this is a prime example of where our, you know, our own imagination, our own like emotional state will take us to when we hear a song that's as beautiful and touching as the one that you just read the lyrics to. And Christine went to that place of, it sounds tragic and dark, but it's actually a place of beauty, which is incredible. I was thinking of a relationship of similar, like kind of coming to an end or a relationship where there was like a pivotal moment where both people had to bring something to the table that might not work. And I'll, we'll make it work. And if it doesn't, we at least set the fire. We started the fire and at least we tried. So I think that there's, I mean, that alone, like there's two interpretations of the beauty that we thought. And I love that it's more just showing up and yeah, just bringing yourself to the table. Hell yeah. Hats off to that. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's, awesome. I love that. And I, I feel like definitely I'm always thinking of how to make the most of the moments. Um, you know, we're all like chasing the meaning of life, I think in our, in our own ways and at different times thinking about it more so than others. But I think sometimes when you are building towards something or chasing something or chasing the magic, you can be concerned that you're missing some of the moments in the present or, not appreciating the small moments, which are really the big moments or the moments with people that we love, with our family, with our friends, with people who really care about us. And those quiet moments to be able to feel like you are really present for them. I know that was on my mind a lot when I was in the midst of working on this song and other songs last summer. And those were conversations. PJ and I were having those epic conversations of the big stuff, all the big, you know, the big things in life and the journey. And he, he has young children. His father had recently passed away. I was in this moment where very connected and close with my family and yet pursuing this like life that these, I'm in these parallel worlds where my ambitions as a creator, as an artist, that lifestyle is just very different than where I come from. And there's Mm -hmm. sort of a friction, not, I've always been supported in an incredible way by my family and we're very close knit. And at the same time, you know, you feel like you have, you're being pulled in these other directions just because of who you are and what you're, how you're made up. So I think though that sort of sets the backdrop for where this song, the energy that the song came from. When was the song written? I don't know if I, did you tell us that? When did you write it? It was last summer. Okay. So that will be on Mm -hmm. your album, Laura, that comes out later in August, correct? Yes. So do you write lyrics and then put them to music? It can happen any different way. With this one, I feel like the lyrics and melodies pretty much came together or we, we locked in the melodies. And then I think some of the lyrics came after. Sometimes I'll just kind of journal lyrics that I love come back to it when I'm in a writing session and then they come to life in, in their own way. I'll sit down with a guitar, write something, any, and that that's part of the fun is that you never really know how it's going to happen. My understanding is that you first came out writing under a different name, your, your real name, correct? Yes. 
my, so my real name is Laura Warshower and I'm originally singer songwriter from New Jersey, inspired by nineties, female powerhouses, Alanis Morissette, Joan Osborne. It was me and my guitar and kind of like me and my guitar against the world with the world. But that was what really gave me an identity summer before high school. I felt like special being a songwriter. And it felt like I had my own thing and I would play songs for anybody and everybody that would listen. So it was in that moment where I started performing at coffee shops and clubs and open mics and going into New York City and then wound up getting a record deal really based on me and my guitar and my songs. So that was the beginning for me. And at a certain point, Gigi Rowe felt like a world that I wanted to dive into. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask you because you changed. Um, not only your name and your persona, did you also change your style of music? I just felt like there was more out there for me. And I wanted to build a world that could house all of my creativity and interests, my love of creating personas and characters and acting and fashion and wearing wigs and explore so many different vibes musically and performance art. So I felt like Gigi Rose, as real as I make her. I love that. I do do too, you feel yeah. like as a creator in your industry, you get pigeonholed into a certain style pretty quickly that you can't step outside of? Actually, I feel really lucky. I have to be careful not to pigeonhole myself. I think it's really mm -hmm. easy to sort of want to put yourself in a box when you're creating and trying to find your way in the world and as a creator and building a career creating opportunities. I'm like very spontaneous. I'm like very creative. If things spark with me, I like love it. I want to like run. I don't want to like walk down that path. I want to like run, you know, as like fast as I can. And there's a lot of different directions that I'm authentically inspired to pursue. So I think it's kind of like just, I let myself follow the inspiration and not worry about that too much. My favorite creators have definitely kind of done the same things and showed the world different sides of themselves, different musical vibes and styles. So I think it's just about really following instinct, inspiration, and then what's going to connect with an audience. You mm -hmm. don't have control over that. You think certain things are going to maybe work or you get opportunities where your songs are on like a cool video game like I've had or TV mm -hmm. shows and some things resonate and some things like people may never hear and some things might seem like they're not resonating and then have a spark years later. Like that's kind of the world that we live in, which the more that I embrace that and that's like kind of an everyday thought process especially in the moment that I'm in now. I love the wigs. I've created Gigi Rowe. Gigi Rowe was something for me. It was never meant to hold me back. It was meant to be like a blank canvas that I could finger paint on every day as I see fit. And it was about inspiring creativity. And I love, I believe that life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself and sort of mm. living with that spirit. That's what Gigi Rowe represents. So Ooh, that's a beautiful quote. I'm going to really remember that. I'm not finding I, yourself I credit for that. There's I, like, like someone very well known said that, <laughs> but I've adopted it. I think, you, yeah. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the credit for it. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. But, but I think right now I am collaborating with a TikTok star. His like, he's hilarious. Like I'm funny too, in my own way, but he has built, he's, he's built this, um, you know, incredible world with millions of followers that respond to his humor and also music and his skits. And it gives me such an opportunity to dive into that space and show different sides of myself and be funny and be playful and be really spontaneous, which I am all of those things. So it's really exciting to dive in and he's like raunchier than I am, but I'm like, I love that. Like, I love that we come from these two different worlds and like you do you and I can be me. And there's a lot of respect there. I like, I get who he is. He gets who I am being able to showcase sort of my emo side, my singer songwriter side, there's opportunities to do that, but I'm not, but I'm not just that. And that would be pigeonholing mm-hmm. myself if I was like, oh, I'm just like this serious singer songwriter over here. Cause no, I'm playful and I write like catchy fun songs. I have a song called Lollipops. I like have songs <laughs> in the Just Dance video games. I wear, I'll go out with blue hair if I feel like it tomorrow. And I think that understanding the value of that, because for a while I felt like if you're not imparting some something serious, like it's not as important somehow. But if you think about life, like, what do you really want? You want to feel joy. You want to feel happy. You want to laugh. You want to go to people and to things that that give you those types of feelings. And yeah, sure, we need to like cry it out sometimes too, but the tremendous value in giving people, in entertaining people. I love that on videos, so many of Clay Baby's videos, people write in like, this was the best part of my day. Like, thank you mm-hmm. for turning my day around. Thank you for giving me that moment. So to be able to step into that world and and sort of come into my own as an entertainer, a character, a persona that's larger than life, because that's mm-hmm. what Gigi Rowe is. It's aspirational. It's reaching for the epicness. It's reaching for the sensibility that I get from my favorite performers and songwriters where whether it's bands like U2 or someone like iconic, like Bruce Springsteen or Cindy Lauper or a Cher or Madonna, they're all like just bringing the epicness. It's larger than life. And so mm-hmm. I think for me, like Gigi Rowe, that's what I want for Gigi Rowe is something that's larger than life. So simultaneously I get to be on stage sort of living as Gigi Rowe, but I also feel like I want to be in the front row seat and I want to be a fan of this universe. Oh, wow. My so, drop. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of thoughts come to mind listening to it. So it's so beautiful, but first as an older person, you're not old, older than you, <laughs> um, who didn't have, you know, I, I, act, you know, I grew up and went to high school and college and my early twenties without social media. So, I mean, much of my life was without it, Man, but you're still lucky. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. We yes. In yeah. many ways, uh, in many ways we are, but to be, as you were talking about clay baby. And one of the things that I love that I see, I don't know how clay baby identifies. What's his pronoun? Is his pronoun? He it is, okay. it is me. He's very much like, he's like, I'm just clay baby, you know? Like, he's very yeah. fluid, right? That's, yeah. That's really what I was getting at. Like as members of the LGBT community that, that Julia and I are, I am still just like astounded and celebratory and almost like teary eyed to see the way that young people can break through gender norms and gender identities and express themselves. I mean, 
to be a young man in Arkansas who wearing can, heels and wigs. Yeah. Is like 6 million followers is mind blowing. Sorry. I had to finish that. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I, I hope, you know, that there is a world of, of people, older people. I can only speak. Well, I have, ch- I have children that might be about your age, but I have children in their twenties, but it's so wonderful to see things that we never thought we would see. You know, we, ne- I never thought I would see such acceptance around the world or around America. So everything that something like Clay Baby is doing just affirms for me the brightness in the world that is really, really hard to see in recent years with COVID and other things. So for you to step into like another persona that is just full of beauty, fun, unicorns, butterflies, like we need that so much. And I think young people need that so much because even though there's all this acceptance, you're in Arkansas, we're in Missouri. There is another side of the coin where there is not acceptance. Definitely. And the value of you, like a young person watching you and watching Clay Baby or others like him, the value of that is just, you. it's, it's priceless because there's still people feeling, you know, so oppressed. So Mm-hmm. You stepping outside of yourself into something else sounds like it brings you so much joy, but it's tenfold what you're doing for young, especially young. It gives people. me hope for my child. Yeah. Julie has a young child. Yeah. And it gives me hope that because when I was her age and when I was like a teenager, I would have given anything to have had a Gigi row right in front of my face. I would give it anything to have. That. I mean, I had Kurt Cobain, of course, but I would have given anything to have someone that was like, step into the, this light and like, this is who I am. I don't give a shit about what anybody else thinks or Clay Baby or anybody. Like, so it gives me so much hope that TikTok might have some videos that are inappropriate that I don't want my 10 year old to see, but that also has like silliness and wholeheartedness and genuine just people being who they are in their living room, doing their own thing. I don't know, just you, just your persona and what you're doing with your music and your creativity and your artistry. It's really inspiring. And it gives us, you know, mama's hope for the future because it's not so bad. I mean, the climate that we're living in in regards to politically and, you know, everything is kind of shit. It's a really fun way to like, it's a fun part of my story and it's sort of kind of came out of nowhere a bit, but came about very organically. And it's fun when you can have a friendship when you, when I'm really at the heart of something is just a friendship or when you like, you know, I love when you love somebody, it's really to say like, I, I understand you understand somebody. And when you can kind of fundamentally understand somebody or connect with someone in very early on, just it's, it's really fun when that translates through creativity and when there's a platform to be able to reach people. It's been very cool for me to be embraced by Clay and by his friends and by fabulous drag queens and for drag queens that I admire to put me on stages and give me a platform and for Clay to to really in such a genuine way want to give me a bigger platform is is really really you know and it's an incredible story that I'm very much building in the moment. I love that every, there's this mentality that we're all in this together. It was, you know, there were times where it was, it's not competitive. It's like, we're all in this together. We're all trying to like, still just like build our own legacy. Everyone's trying to build a legacy and they're trying to build something. And, you know, Clay is continuing to build his, you are continuing to build yours. We are building ours and we're going to share it with everyone. And it's almost like everybody wins, you know, by, by just uniting and joining, as opposed to competing with one another. When I was in the beauty industry, 
it was very much like, I'm not going to share my clientele or I'm not going to show you how I did this haircut or you, you didn't have a, a network really because it was competitive, but now it's like, no, we're all in this together. It's been really fun to die, you know, dive into. And it's such an immediate world. It's, it's incredible yeah. to be able to make records and start putting them in front of a massive audience before the record's even done. Right. Yeah. Which so is exactly true. what we're doing opportunities in the, in the music industry, but this sort of scrappy mentality and an ability to connect with fans in a really visceral way in the moment, in a way that's really timely and relevant is exciting to be around. And when you, and when we kind of combine forces, I can feel like something special is happening. Yeah. Well, he, I, I would call him a poet. I think he is a poet just Uh watching. It's very catchy. It's very appealing and, and maybe it seems simplistic, but it's not. What he's doing is brilliant and, and it's pure poetry. So if he can combine that poetry with your music, I mean, that feels unstoppable. Oh, I think when you hear some of the records that we're, we're coming out with, it's, it's exactly that. Because he has this very brilliant, his actual, the tone of his voice, his delivery is very unique. I think that he can just like connect with like what people are going through and speak to that and make people laugh at the same, you know, at the same time. And he can definitely laugh at, he's the first one laughing at himself and um, just incredible to be around. So you can imagine how magic, how awesome that energy is. And it's like, oh, it's like, go do this. Oh, let's go do that. We're going to go prop shopping at five below. We're going to go, you know, it's really funny. We're in five below. And this girl comes up to me who works there and she's like, oh my God, are you Gigi from TikTok? Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, she watches Play Baby. So then I'm like, oh, actually Clay's like coming here. He's going to meet me. We're doing prop shopping. She's like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I have to ask you, was it one take that you hit him with that ball when you had the bat and ball? (laughs) Okay. That was the vision for that video. Like it was like, we gotta like, and then it was so funny. He's coaching me in the moment of like, all right, Gigi, like focus on like, okay, just focus on the ball or giving me these pointers. Just keep your eye on this. Like then we, and then that one, we just like, we nailed it. I think he was just like shocked that I actually like made contact. Yeah. He's so, (laughs) he's so dramatically. I watched it over and over and over again. I'm like, Clay baby, go long. (laughs) (laughs) He came up with that incredible idea and was like, you have to hit me with the ball. We'll have to link that one for sure in the show notes, or we'll definitely, so everyone will be able, if they haven't seen it already, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's make sure we talk about all the important things. Friday the 12th is when Color Outside the Lines comes out. Yes. And August 23rd or 26th is your album. 26th is the album. And that's called Laura, correct? Yes. Which is my real name. Now I say Laura. Do you say Laura? I like, I guess I say Laura. You do say Laura. Okay. I have a friend Uh who's named Laura, Laura, and she's very sensitive about which one you use. Wait, what is her name? Her name is Laura or Laura like yours. Oh, but she's very upset. If you don't say she wants it to only be a Laura, Laura. Yeah. This one friend of mine made, just made me very afraid of all Laura's that I would say their name wrong. And then you have is it called Iconic that you're doing with, with Clay Baby? So we just put out a song called So Iconic, so which featured Clay Baby. And then we have other records in the works 
that are coming out very soon. We just finished up one yesterday called Bags, which is very, very fun. And then we have one called BFF, which is like so endearing. And then we have another one called Cherry on Top, which is like one of my songs that Clay does a verse on and features on. What about performances? If somebody wanted to see you live, when could they next see you perform live? Well, I'm so excited. I'm going to be performing in Los Angeles in September at a really cool showcase. It's called Breaking Sound, and it's going to be at the Peppermint Club in West Hollywood. Ooh. Yeah. Book my flight. No, I wish. I wish I could. In the, it's September 3rd. Moving forward, I would love to just create an extravaganza where we get Clay Baby on stage, where I capture the magic because Clay and I have been able to perform in Arkansas at one of the big clubs. Oh, and cool. that was incredible. So I want to bring that energy and combine that with the rock, with the rock and roll, you know, kind of raucous, like live show energy that some of my songs that that I need for the music that I've kind of spent a lifetime making. You know what, Gigi, it was so amazing to have you on here and to really dive into your world. I really want to dive into your world in regards to hearing, hearing your voice. So can you, can you give us a little snippet? Let's hear, let's hear your beauty. Thank you so much. I would love to sing you this new song. It's called Ghost in the Rear View. Tell me all about your secrets Tell me all the things you never say Introduce me to your demons You know I want them to come out and play What's the price for loneliness? Now it's too hot underwater Playing games with our lives Rest your head here for a moment Shattered mirrors on the floor As I take off my disguises I always leave you wanting more and more What's the price for loneliness? Now it's too hot underwater Playing games with our lives Rest your head here for a moment You know tomorrow that sun's gonna rise I hope I always haunt you Like a ghost in the rear view I hope I always haunt you I'm the ghost in your rear view Now it's your heart underwater Playing games with our lives Rest your head here for a moment You know tomorrow Sun's gonna rise. Now it's too hot underwater. Yeah, playing games with our lives. Oh, 
Rest your head here for a moment You know too much